8.42 on the Morning Flavor. Let's get straight into the world of tech and how it plays a role in society in many different ways. Now, just the other week, we had our state president, Cyril Ramaphosa, delivering the State of the Nation address, and he mentioned this uh, smart city being built in South Africa, somewhere in Lanseria, to be precise. 350 to 500,000 people will call it home within the next 10 years or so. And it would be connected to other hubs, so it wouldn't be completely shut off via some sort of train. And I would imagine um, it would be another smart train, maybe. I don't know. So what exactly is a smart city? We're joined on the line by Wesley DiPoco, editor-in-chief of Fast Company SA Magazine. Good morning, and thank you for your time, Wesley. Morning, uh, family. Morning, guys. Um Honored to be on your program this morning. Thank you. Right now, uh, just a bit of pointers coming through on our social media. So we have a tweet here from Gilbert saying, a smart city is a city uh, with people using smartphones, watching smart TVs, driving smart (laughs) cars. That is a smart city. And then another one from Luther Smith says, smart cities are built to control the masses, ordinary people like me and you, so that we don't have to live off the radar, but are also... Um, there's also an extreme amount of internet so that humans can be surveilled. Not sure if you've watched the movie Snowden of Intelligence. Uh, let's 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 take it back to the beginning, Wesley. What is a smart city? Uh, before I answer, I think those are very interesting answers. They, they, they highlight very interesting debates. Uh, I must say. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I'd humor cool. you there before we start. Yeah. Sure. So it's, I think essentially in simple terms, the smart city, it's considered an urban area that uses different types of IoT uh, sensors. So in other words, the Internet of Things uh, sensors. And what they do, they collect data and they use that data to, to create insights, gained from that data to manage, for instance, assets, uh, resources uh, and services. So in other words, if I can make an example, what would happen is that you would put a sensor, say, on a garbage bin, mm. as an example, mm. and that data would be collected to inform, let's say, the municipality about that rubbish bin to know when it's supposed to be picked up. Mm. Mm. That information will then inform whoever needs to pick it up at the right time to go and pick it up, not to go and pick it up when there's nothing in it. Mm-hmm. So in simple terms, that's what. So, so 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 you can have those sensors, but they have to, uh, you know, be used to, to to serve the citizens or to assist partly in decision making. So that, that that's part of, of what a smart city ought to do. But there's more to it. I'll just give an example. There. Yeah, I mean, let's also look at you know the global community and perhaps examples of other smart cities around the world. I mean, where do yeah. we point to? So there's an interesting example of what is happening in Canada. Um, so Google is in the process there of, of, of uh, let's say, building a, a smart city. But what has happened over the the, the past a few years is that they, they've been consulting with the citizens. And what they're planning to do is to create this massive city. This is, in my view, is probably going to be one of the most advanced uh, smart cities because essentially what Google will do will bring in their... their the uh, technology into this environment. Um, essentially, each and every aspect of that city will have a sensor. So each and everything that happens there will be known. So take, for instance, roads. I think one of your tweets mentioned roads. Mm. Um, you know, in future, we'll have autonomous cars, cars that will be driving themselves. Mm. So those cars ought to know um, 
you know, the road conditions. They ought to know the car next to them. They ought to know what is happening in front of them, all those kind of things. So those roads have to have sensors in them. So that's what uh, Google will be building, even the buildings themselves. So, for instance, if you enter one of those buildings, it would know that who you are. It would know uh, probably what you're there for uh, because it, it collects data from you, and, and on those bases, it can therefore direct you where to go and, and stuff like that. So I must just say that um, mm. uh, this is one of the greatest examples of what is the smart city is. The project is called Sidewalk Canadian. Some of them have been opposing this, partly because of, again, one of the points highlighted by your tweet, uh, privacy concerns mm. have been mm. raised. Mm. Uh, for instance, um, you know, people want, you don't want, the government to know everything about them. Yeah, you sure. Know, I mean, for example, like what what's in my garbage uh, can? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I don't want people going through that. They might find exactly. things that, that allude to my rather flamboyant yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> Wesley, exactly. this is, Wesley, this is Owen speaking. I wanted to find out the cost of living in a smart city. How much does it vary living in a smart city compared to a conventional home that doesn't have all this AI? So... So obviously, I suppose in the beginning it would be costly because there would be infrastructure that would have been built to to make that possible. But I think an easier way to help everyone understand this: if you compare the the use of a feature phone and a smartphone. So, for instance, to use a smartphone, you need these apps, and some of them you have to buy them mm. to to make use of them. So, in a in a smart city, you will have a situation where, um, you know, a, a terrible example to make is there will probably be roads that you have to pay for and roads that, or at least yes, the roads that you would have to pay for mm. um, in order to drive on them because they will have this, uh, you know, smart grid in them that enables, uh, you know, your car to drive on them. So, and, and chances are, if we don't do this correctly, they will be owned by uh, corporations. So imagine a situation where an organization like Google, for instance, owns the road, mm. you know, yeah, I'm not saying they will do this, but imagine a situation like mm-hmm. that. It could be costly. So those are the costs that we could find ourselves uh, getting into if we go into this without, uh, you know, laying out proper regulations and, and governance procedures to make sure that we safeguard ourselves as citizens. I mean, do we so have it, the do we have the capability, uh, Wesley? To uh, I guess from a state point of view, yes, it would be yeah. state and 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 private uh, sort of uh, you know combination. But do we have yeah. what it takes to build a smart city like this? So there are two things that are critical to, to, to have a smart city. One of them is 5G, and one of them is data. Data is one of the most important tools that we need to have. Right now, if you ask me, I don't think we we have our act together in terms of managing data. Mm. And what, what I mean by that is that the, the, the local governments ought to have data about all sorts of things. That data, they need to use it to make decisions about so, for instance, if you take the coronavirus, for instance, as, as an example, a city that is smart from a health point of view would have known about this way ahead of time. Mm. They would have picked it up because the hospitals would have data that tells them what's happening there. And immediately they would pick it up uh, without you know, a specific person telling them. So you ask me, do we have that capability? No, not yet. I don't think we have our app together, and as far as our data management is concerned. I think the second thing is 5G. Me and you know this, we are far away from really implementing 5G in our country. 
Um, so it, we will have to have 5G because the cars, the, 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 the infrastructure that will be using a smart city or will be in a smart city will utilize 5G because of decision-making that needs to be made fast because these things will be managing themselves. You will probably have no cars driving themselves. I mean, you know, no humans driving cars, but cars driving themselves and buildings, um, you know, making decisions whether to be cool or not to be cool at a specific point in time. So... But having said that, I, I, that doesn't mean that we cannot work towards that goal. I think the, the president, yeah. the president, when he made that announcement, he said he had a dream, mm. and it's correct to have those dreams. We have to work towards that, and uh, it, it's important that we do. I think to 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 to, to have such things inspires us to move towards that point, have the right skills, uh, put infrastructure in place to make sure we can get to that point. Mm. Wesley, we'll take a break for now. There's some interesting questions coming through on our social media, and I'll be happy to put them to you in a moment. Wesley DiPoco, Editor-in-Chief, Fast Company, SA Magazine. We're talking smart cities and this possible reality, literally, within the next 10 years. All right, it's Morning Flavor Tech, and we're joined on the line by Wesley DiPoco, Editor-in-Chief of Fast Company, SA Magazine. We're talking smart cities, as uh, pronounced by State President Cyril Ramaphosa, that this is a dream and uh, it will take shape somewhere in that Lenseria area. Tons of space out there, I can assure you. And uh, my understanding is a city driven largely by the Internet of Things and gathering information about the way we live our lives and the way certain services are run and certain infrastructure is laid out. Now, one of the big questions is the benefit to us, and I think that's the general sentiment on, on my Twitter timeline. What is the point of a smart city? I mean, what will be the practical benefits for citizens and you know who's to live there and who's not to if that there are certainly numerous benefits uh, and i think we need to really shine a light on those so um if you take the crime challenge in our country um with the smart city you will have the ability to detect criminal activity and some at, at times be proactive about it to foresee what is likely to happen and therefore stop, uh, you know, a criminal, a criminal activity before it even happens. Mm. So the, the, the police will not be reactive. So, so they will know, for instance, a pattern that often happens, say, around about the 25 to the 30th of the end of the month. And they will be able to position themselves based on data that they have that there's something like this that tends to happen and it tends to come from this particular car or this particular person or this particular building and they will position themselves accordingly. Um, and, and, and I think the, 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 the infrastructure that can be there, whether it be cameras that relays the information to the police, will inform the police on, on time, but also you know, move them to action in order to, 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 to either do something about it or to, to prevent it. And so that's one example. Mm. I think uh, another, I'd say, an example of uh, a smart city in as far as some of the benefits that we can get out of it is in the education sector. You know, um, right now we have the challenge with enabling our kids to access one, you know, secondary education or tertiary education. Um, in a smart city, that education will be probably accessible from anywhere in the world because of the quality of our internet. It will be such that it will be possible to have someone sitting anywhere in the world, mm. you know, delivering a lecture 
and delivering that lecture in such a way that the young person sitting here can be able to interact with that lecturer without a delay. You know, it will feel like that person is in the room. Hmm. So those are just some of the benefits. So sure, there's sure. no doubt that we will get something out of this as, as citizens. Um, another just good example, traffic uh, management, for instance. Oh, yeah, that's a big smart one. City. Yep. A smart city will, will be able to, you know, detect or at least be able to move traffic in a way that makes sure that there's less congestion. So in other words, roads will not be, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, stuck to, to one particular pattern. They will move according to what the traffic demands. So a road will be able to be moved. Um, you know, and then move in such a way that it makes the traffic less, uh, you know, you know, you know problematic. Mm. All right, Wesley joins us on the line, and of course, we're talking smart cities. Uh, lots of ideas that he's pointing out to, but in in reality, in practice, we'll see uh, how this is all rolled out. And there's no doubt that we will talk about smart cities going forward uh, more often. We've got Stephen on the line, who's out in Bloom. Stephen, good morning. Well, how are you doing, man? I'm very well, and you, Steve. I'm all right, thanks. Some look, interesting I, I, ideas I, and concepts here. What are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, look, I, I just want to echo Wesley's uh, point that he's made reference sort of very far in the future type of mm-hmm. phenomenon, mm-hmm. if I could put it that way. So mm-hmm. just with some of the infrastructure that exists in certain cities, and maybe not even really urban cities, the reality of a smart city living type of lifestyle is, is attainable and achievable. Mm-hmm. So typically in Bloom, without ambush marketing, I work for a telco that is in partnership with the local government in mm. trying to see how do we turn certain pockets of the city into, in inverted commas, a smart city. Mm. So things like, you know, um, the availability of surveillance cameras and your IoT gadgets that gather certain info, whether it be via AI or even AR, uh, are, are things that are that are on the horizon, you know. So we we've already partnered with certain institutions um, where innovation hubs are being created in order for youth to come up and say, listen, what sort of intel and insights can we get out there in order to make service delivery even in certain areas a, a possibility? Mm-hmm. So yes, the president obviously maybe That's wants to to hone it and zone it to you know your Lanseria as a geographical area. Mm. However, the reality is, uh, I think the entire country has got what is sort of on the foundation, the least, some of the mm. infrastructure that can render that um, sort of a smart city, a smart city type of uh, objective. Sure. So, yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it shouldn't be scary in South Africans that are possibly yeah. listening and saying... And worried about you know, being will surveilled. I be able to, <laughs> yeah, you know, will I be able to, to, to see these benefits and maybe, you know, enjoy these benefits, but the reality yeah. are, in the most rural of areas, such as your Kwakwa even, you could find a sort of a, a smart city type of experience, mm, mm, if mm. it is. Yeah. And you made something very important, and that is that whole public-private partnership. Yeah, that's cru- crucial because I mean, the re- yeah, I mean, the reality is that government doesn't have all the experts, Stephen, and some of them come from the private sector. But uh, yeah, thanks for that call. Uh, interesting viewpoint there, Wesley. Uh, we are completely out of time, but as I said earlier, we will obviously yeah. be talking more about this uh, at some Ooh. point. It might feel like it's uh, ideas, stuff in the sky, uh, pigs yeah. flying, whatever you want to call it. But I think as time goes on. Some of these things will start to be practical, especially when implementation follows through.
Thank you for the opportunity, and let's keep uh, informing the nation about this. Thank you. All right, Wesley Dipoko, editor in chief, Fast Company SA Magazine on Morning Flavor Tech, and that wraps that up.